I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers on the Takashi 6ix9ine case. Real gang crime or is hip hop on trial? I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can find me and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Lisa Evers. And you can catch up on all of our Street Soldiers episodes, both Hot 97 Radio and Fox 5 TV, free of charge on LisaEvers.com. I'm also excited to announce that you can subscribe <coughs> to our Street Soldiers podcast on iTunes. That way you won't miss any of our shows or episodes. Now in this episode, we're taking a look at the new developments surrounding one of the most controversial and mega hot rappers out right now, the one and only Takashi 69. While his new album Dummy Boy dominates the Billboard charts, the 22-year-old alleged nine-tray gangsta blood member is on lockdown in a federal prison facing serious racketeering, weapons, and drug charges. The questions we're asking, was he really in a gang or was it a publicity stunt? How serious are the charges? Or, as his lawyer says, was he targeted by law enforcement because of his hip-hop fame? We've got a great panel to break this all down. Uh, joining me is Black Rose. He's a reality TV star on the BET show Hustle in Brooklyn. He's the CEO of the Black Cartel record label, and he's also formerly incarcerated, was formerly incarcerated. Yeah, Thank yeah. you so much for joining yeah, us. Thank you. Okay. We really appreciate it. Also with us is Somia Krishnamurthy. She's a music journalist. She writes for major outlets like Billboard, Double XL, and many others. Somia, great to have you with us. Great to be here. Thank you so much. Also with us is Joe Takapina. He's a criminal defense attorney. He represents many big names hip-hop artists, including Jay-Z and Meek Mill, and he's also a former prosecutor. Joe, great to have you with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So, I mean, let me ask you this. How do you describe Takashi's career and where he's at? I mean, Takashi is one of the most controversial <laughs> figures in hip-hop, for sure, in recent time. Um, in 2017, he got on a lot of people's radar with his song, Gummo, and I think now the uh, YouTube video has well over 300 million views. So from day one, everyone was <coughs> talking about him, his look, his style, his aggressiveness. But I think the same fans, you know, who kind of liked that style, many people didn't like it. He was kind of off-putting. People wondered, is this kind of a fraud? Is this something like a front he's doing just to sort of get into hip-hop but at the end of the day the numbers don't lie I mean his record with Nicki Minaj has over 500 million views on YouTube I mean the numbers keep coming in and in and his debut album debuted at the top of the Billboard charts so a big presence whether people like it or not yeah. It's like you either hate him or love him or, you know, love you to can't hate him. him. Can't ignore him. You can't ignore him. Joe, a lot of people also thought that the, the alleged criminal activity, because we heard little reports, you know, over the last couple of years, really, involved in shootings or pre president situations where there were shootings. And people thought, well, that's, that's just, you know, a little bit of a little street culture. Maybe he's hanging out with the wrong people. Maybe the wrong people are trying to hang out with him. But then when this federal indictment came down and the charges and he was picked up on them, it seemed very, very serious. Is it that serious? Oh, it's more than that serious. I mean, this is lights out. Um, he's facing life in prison if convicted of these charges. Um, you know, look, the federal prosecutors, the FBI, the U.S. Attorney's Office, especially the Southern District of New York, I mean, they don't play around. Um, you know, this is not NYPD who arrested him on some, you know, maybe trumped up charge or something like that. This is, you know, the federal prosecutors and the U.S. Attorney's Office, Department of Justice, when they come after you, there's generally something there. I'm not saying every person charged is, is guilty, and I certainly don't know whether he is or isn't, um, but it's a major problem. It's a major case. And if you read a very detailed press release by the United States Attorney for the Southern District of New York when he made this arrest, when they made that arrest, it detailed <coughs> the 
very substantial detail, which is a little unusual, um, you know, all the crimes that were committed and that he's responsible for, including finding, you know, um, an assault rifle in his an house. An AR-15 in his yeah, apartment yeah. that was allegedly used in one of the one of the shootings. Yep. And they did, they provided the photos to the media, which are on my Instagram. Yeah. And that was very unusual that they, they yeah, really, it seems really like do it's that. It's unusual, and I, quite frankly, I, I don't like it because to me it's, it's you know, if you read their press release, it's like 15 paragraphs of how he's guilty and how these guys are guilty. And at the end, there's like one line saying, oh, by the way, these by are the just way, merely innocent. charges right, and right. you're innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, <laughs> and right. here's the pictures and here's this. <laughs> right, here's this. And, and, and here's, so, and here's I mean, this. I think the case should be played out in the courtroom, not in, in, in the press. But unfortunately, you know, that's our society today. All right. Well, we'll unpack it and break it down a little bit more. Black Rose, in terms of what was your reaction when you heard about Takashi? Because there were a lot of people on the streets that were like, oh, he's no real gangster. It's yeah. just all it's all for videos. It's all for publicity. What was your reaction well, as my, someone that has been in that life? Well, my my reaction, well, when when I, I I don't I don't listen to his music, you know what I mean? I only listen to gangster music, you know what I mean? So I never really considered him to be, you feel what I'm saying? I really consider him to be more of the industry, you know what I mean? Than 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 had than have a, a post on the streets, though, right? But when I heard about that situation, it it, it was alarming for me because the 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 fact that the government you know, the, the powers of the government to just, you know, sweep in and, and you know, and, and okay, for, for me, gang life, for me, I, I've, been on, I've been on the front lines of, of gang life. I did 10 years in prison. So on a manslaughter I, charge, you told so us. On manslaughter. So serious. So I understand the necessity of, of the bond, and I know that Takashi, like all the other gang members that I, that I do know, I do know that their position in life it's only a response to the environment they were brought up in. So now we're convicting these people for trying to develop bonds and move through life, you know, strong. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not justifying whatever kind of criminal behavior they, 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 they did, but they were just responding to the conditions that, that, that plagued them, you know what I mean? And so, that, that, were, that were out there. But the thing, the, the thing that a lot of people were shocked at, too, and everybody please feel free to jump in, is yeah. we saw cases like around the Troy Ave shooting, there, the, um, there were... There was repercussions for a lot of artists, especially New York artists after that. They weren't booked in venues. Uh, events were canceled. Shows were canceled because it was a tremendous fear. With this, it hasn't hurt his record. You know, it hasn't hurt his popularity well, at all, well, it seems. Well, I think because there's, like it was mentioned before, some people may actually like him or some people may just be interested in, in seeing who this person is that's now under federal charges for yeah. for racketeering and, and murder and mm. things of that nature. You know, it's like people like to watch a train wreck, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. But so and he's very much kind of the king of controversy. I think 6 yeah. 9 knows what kind of gets people going, what gets them angry, and he plays to that. And I think, you know, these charges are just the most recent in a long string of incidents. I mean, it feels like everywhere this kid goes, there's something, whether it yeah. be alleged violence, um, you know, a... Yeah previous sexual abuse charge, which I think for many people in the industry put a huge kind of black mark on his record. And there are certain fans and even that industry was insiders was, right. yeah, who say we just won't support him. You know, certain media outlets don't cover him because of that, you know, previous yeah. charge. And I think now looking at what's going on and the severity of it, we have yet to see what the future is. I mean, yeah. right now he may have a hit record, but, you know, the industry also forgets very easily. And six months from now, a year from now, we may not be talking about him. Right. Mm -hmm. 
the sen- and the sensitivity about those kind of charges yeah. now sure. too yeah. plays it plays a big role. We're gonna take a short break. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host Lisa Evers. We'll be right back. New York City is Miguel. You're tuning to the Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real people, real issues, and real politics. Only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about the Takashi Six Nine case. Real crime or is hip hop on trial? Joining me for this episode, Black Rose. You see him on BET and Hustle in Brooklyn. He's a reality TV star. He's also the CEO of the Black Cartel record label, and he's also was formerly incarcerated for for ten years. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Also with us is Somia Krishnamurthy. She's a music journalist. She writes for many major outlets like Billboard and Double XL and interviews some of the biggest names in the business. Somia, great to have you with us. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Joe Takapina. He's a criminal defense attorney. He represents many hip-hop stars, including Jay-Z and Meek Mill. He's also a former prosecutor. Joe, great to have you with us. Thanks, Lisa. Let's talk about the social media aspect of this because in, in Black Rose, I want to ask okay. you about this as a, somebody that was out there on yeah. you know on the streets. Yeah. The in this case with Takashi Six Nine, yeah. the prosecutors are using social media videos that he posted of these alleged crimes. Yeah. Do real gangsters do that? Nah, no, no. I mean, you you know you know some sometimes people the the desire to motivate others it it, it all depends on the intention because you do have some people out there that just want to motivate the streets and motivate the youth you know what i mean and, and give them something to aspire for but then you have that you have those who who come on man you know if you you know if you're playing in a game you know how to, that there's a certain code a certain code that you you live by and some people don't uphold those codes you know what i mean and then they're they're, they're in violation for not upholding those codes by living by certain principles. And that's what we're seeing today in America. The gang culture that we see in America, and we see the, we see, we, we, we see, we're seeing a negative side because of the trickle-down effect of the information being fed to the younger guys. But if, suppose that there was a different type of structure in place with leadership in place to uplift these kids, you know what I mean? Then it could be potentially so there's a, a And there's thing, a lot right? missing in these communities, to be sure. Yeah. But but the issue the issue comes back to the the, the social media aspect. It's yeah. also a generational thing, too, yeah. because if you've grown up with it, it's they don't see anything wrong with taking a picture while somebody's shooting. And, Joe, there have been many cases like this, that, that many arrests that have been made and convictions because the evidence is right there on the gram. That's <laughs> what it is. I mean, that's what happened with him in his state case with the sexual you know abuse case with the minor. Um, he posted a video of an underage girl performing sex act. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like, I, I, I guess people just think social media is, a, you know, something that they could expose themselves on in their life, but people watch that stuff, and, and law enforcement does. I mean, when I have a case and I have a witness who's testifying against my client, the first thing I do is have my investigative team look at all the social media posts that person's ever made, and I inevitably will find some great fodder for cross-examination. People seem to forget that these things last forever. I mean, I have a case right now where a guy is on trial for manslaughter because he posted an admission on social media, on a Facebook message exchange to somebody. I, that's the case, and I, I just, it, it boggles my mind. But that, unfortunately, that people would do that and incriminate themselves. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but, that, but that's yeah. the way it is. So, it's I mean, generational, you yeah, know, I mean, yeah. I think nowadays we, our whole lives are on our smartphones. So it's what you eat, who you hang out with, what you're thinking. So of course it's gonna be what alleged crime you commit. You know, that's just kind of par for the course. But I think, again, with Takashi, when people saw that he would do these things, I think a lot of his defenders 
said, look, there's no way he's really a part of a gang. He can't be a part of street life because right. this is like, you know, street 101, like keep your mouth shut, move <laughs> in silence, and you're just telling everyone your business, so maybe it's a marketing ploy. And I think that's really the question that we don't know the answer to. Is 6 9 really, you know, who he says he is, or is it who we think that he is? Yeah. And I think right now his lawyer is arguing yeah. that, you know what, it was just for entertainment. He's just an artist. Well, and, and also, Joe, the, his, his, his attorney, Lance Lazaro, who I interviewed in the, the interviews on in, my Instagram, he said that he said that he was being targeted because he's a hip hop artist. He also said that he did not meet the indictment says that the the other uh, yeah. co-defendants have been involved in these activities going back to 2013. His uh, 6ix9ine's lawyer says that he was not did not even know them until 2017 right. when they showed up on the video shoot. What, yeah. What's your take on that? My take is something's going on. And what I mean by that is this. Lance Lazaro is a very good lawyer um, and has represented him in these other matters in state court. Um, initially was saying those things that you just said, but recently has not said anything. Um, when questioned as to whether he has a deal with the prosecutors, he's declined to comment. Now, if you're saying this case is trumped up and my client's being targeted because he was a hip-hop artist and told him, you know, it's, he didn't associate, you keep fighting the case. I mean, he started fighting the case publicly, now he's not fighting the case publicly. So, right. you know, then, then there's these circumstances. The prosecutor in the case... Um, had him move first to solitary confinement, protective right. custody in the Bureau of Prisons, and then he was moved completely out of the Bureau of Prisons' custody, to, brought to a place where where it's pre predominantly meant for cooperators. Right, okay? exactly. He's not in Bureau of Prisons' custody anymore. Near Kennedy Airport. And the prosecutor said in this case that, that members of his sect of the Bloods were looking to superviolate him. Superviolate means commit an act of serious violence and even killing, Okay. So, you know, and then you couple that with what Lance Lazaro said about, well, he didn't know these people until 90, uh, yeah, 2017, two, so, 2017 right. so like a year until ago. Until he started making his first And he video. went on a morning radio show, Takashi himself, a few months back and, and sort of distanced himself from these guys, okay, which has these guys really unhappy with him. Right. And they're not good guys to have unhappy with, you know. I mean, well, they're, 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 they're older, more experienced, and, they, and have they, more criminal records. And they kill. And, they right. and you can't and, have it both and, ways, and right? You can't like have it both ways. We're together, you can't be but now I don't know hood, but, but is it is it possible? How about this scenario? Because this is one of the things. That and then Rick up. Ross, by the way, on my client Meek's new album, right. you know, Rick dropped the line on there that great album, was, by the way. Yep, yeah, Champions is a Shout great album, but, is, but, but, but he Meek, he Rick, Rick dropped the line on there about you know speaking specifically about Takashi saying screaming gang gang. Now you want a rat? Now that's Rick's position on it, and and that's you know I guess where Rick thinks this is going. I don't know that. Well, but, I think but that I think a lot, of a lot of people feel a, a lot of people feel that. Um, that certainly would do away with the gangster image, I think, at that point. Huh? No, totally. And also, let me ask you about this incident too, because there was one incident that shooting that was around uh, Bedford in, in Brooklyn. Yep. Yeah. The after that, he went to a lo he went himself to a, this is facts. He went to a local police precinct told them he was afraid. And then when they went to go, you know, which they would, you know how they oh, would, no. would act in the precinct to go get the sergeant, get the supervisor, oh, no. whatever, he changed his mind yeah. and then left. So Black Rose, is it possible that these these veteran, let's just say more experienced street mm -hmm. dudes that are his co-defendants, yeah. that they saw him as, you know, this let's make him one of our own and he can make us some, some money. Oh uh, man, you know. In I'm other words, be, a shakedown. I'm gonna be honest with you, you know, I'm so used to the cold that I can't even answer that. You know what I mean? I, I can't. I'll be honest with you. You know what I mean? Because that 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 kind of, you feel what I'm saying? Like yeah. like, I I can't I can't answer that. But but 
certain things. Are, uh, is that possible? Is that possible? Does I, that make sense? Is that does that sound like something that you've heard before? Well, when well, I, it's an open investigation, so I don't want to really make any. <laughs> imp, I don't want to influence public opinion. Right. You know what I mean? But you know, so I can't really, I can't really answer that because let me ask, let me ask you this then, because because he is, he is a, as as Joe said, he is yeah. in a place. Uh, where it's it's a facility, yeah. a very secure facility that's used for people who turn, uh, you know, who become cooperating witnesses. Yeah, yeah. Basically, snitches is what yeah. they would be called on the street. Yeah. How much in danger is he if that is in fact the case? Well, well, I'm saying, I, well, I don't know if it's involuntary, solitary. You know what I mean? I, I don't know his situation. I know he's a high-profile case, and they usually put them in, in, in solitary. Right. But. They put him. They moved them to a, to a new location. I, I I don't know. I don't really don't make any comments on on, on, on that situation because I live by that old murder. I live by that by that code. You know what I mean? So certain things we just can't we can't say. The optics aren't good though, right? Regardless, exactly. I mean, I none of us know yeah. what's happening. It's but that again, you just said it right. yeah. it's looking outside, looking in. It's everything that you know Joe said seems very plausible. Yeah. And again, perception is reality. So I think six nine really created this big myth around him and it furthered his career but now he's seeing the flip side of that right like mm -hmm. when things get real this can happen and people will you know turn on you whether it be fans people in the industry people around you in your circle mm -hmm. one minute you guys were all you know really good together and now you're seeing you know cracks in that facade all right we're going to continue talking about this case i'm lisa evers your host for street soldiers we'll be right back yo safari checking in live and you know that outside is cold weather nobody else do it better and she don't do cheap leather that's why i'm here rocking with lisa evers Street! Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about the case against Takashi 69 Real crime or is hip-hop on trial? Joining me for this conversation, Black Rose. He's a reality TV star in BET's Hustle in Brooklyn. He's yeah. also the CEO of the Black Cartel record label. And also, um, he was formerly incarcerated. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Also with us is Somia Krishnamurthy. She's a music journalist. She writes for major outlets like Billboard and Double XL and many others. And she's also interviewed some of the biggest names in hip hop. Somia, great to have you with us. Great to be here. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Joe Takapina. He's a criminal defense attorney. He represents many hip hop artists like Jay-Z and of course Meek Mill. Just helped him out with a big case there. And he's also a former prosecutor. Joe, great to have you with Excellent. us. Somia, in terms of how the fans of of Takashi, somebody's listening to him. Who do you see as the people who are make, downloading this, getting him to the top of the Billboard charts? You know, a lot of his fans are very young, and I do think quite a few of them probably just aren't really into, you know, the street life that he puts out there. But that's really hip-hop as a whole, right? I mean, when you look at who's really listening to hip-hop, a lot of times it's the suburbs. It's people who are safely distanced away from the issues actually being spoken about in the music. So I think, you know, for a lot of his fans, it doesn't matter all of the negative press or even the cases against him. They're not going to dissuade the fact that he has catchy music, he makes catchy music videos, and you kind of live vicariously through him by being a fan. And then also the hair and the colors and the tats yeah. and the whole the whole look is just... Like, people were like, how can he do that? And he did it. You I know? mean, I think he knows how to stand out in a crowd, right? Like, you know, if you see him in a group, that's 6'9". And I think in many how ways it's brilliant. How can you tell brilliant. that? I don't understand. 
How can you tell it's six nine? Because he's the one with the crazy six, hair. Tattoo he's his got face. the tattoo on his, face, on his yeah. forehead. That was how about, a joke. How that was about a rhetorical that? question. <laughs> um, but it's that. It's this idea that he knew how to stand out, even kind of among the people that he was around, right. which I think is kind of a brilliant marketing ploy. You know, I've always said he's the king of trolling. He'll come to a radio station and give you the exact sound bites that are going to get everyone talking. Yeah. You know, he goes on social media. He gets into, like, these beefs with other artists. And I think he relishes in it, you know, and I think certain Certain people are gravitated towards that. I mean, we can say what we want to say, but he is Nicki Minaj, Kanye West, Tory Lanez, 50 all Cent, these people. Right. Well, all these people on his album. So to me, that's a cosign right there. So right. I think that even amid all this controversy, in many ways, his trajectory is kind of moving forward. Mm -hmm. All right, Joe. In terms of the in terms of the actual charges, help us understand what are they actually saying that he allegedly did? Are they saying he's part of a racketeering enterprise, a, a sect of the Bloods? Okay. Um, and, and that this racketeering enterprise, which all the members are equally responsible for, committed crimes like murder, drug dealing, robberies, um, you know, weapons possessions, dealing in all sorts of different types of drugs. And they claim that he was a part of it. In, in individually, which particular acts, I don't know, and I don't think that's that important because when you're, when you're proven <clears throat> to be part of a racketeering enterprise, you're sort of on the hook for the acts of that enterprise. So basically, even if he didn't pull the trigger, mm -hmm. basically if he wasn't the one doing the handoff, he is, because he's part of this group and he's hanging out with them and he's seen with them and he's in the car with them and he's making social media visits with them, he's equally responsible? Is that what the law says? No, not if he's just hanging out with them and, right. and making videos. No, he's not responsible and quite frankly, it doesn't make him part of a racketeering enterprise, even if he's hanging out what makes with people. An overt act in right. furtherance of it, meaning he had to have some role in something, whether he was giving a gun to somebody, possessing a gun, setting something up, um, holding on to drugs, providing cash for them to buy drugs, whatever. There's a million different scenarios where someone could, could be legally yeah. under federal law responsible yeah. For an act that they didn't actually commit themselves. What happens if, let's say, you know, because of his success financially, he was able to like put people on payroll, and right. then they use that money for nefarious reasons? Would that count as racketeering? Only if he knew about it and was giving them yeah. that money with the knowledge yeah. that that was going to be used for those purposes. So it isn't if, just guilt if, by association. No, 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 and, it, and that's not there what our country set up for. That's not what our country set up for. And quite frankly, that's why I thought his defense was going initially. Um, when, when his lawyer made those comments. I mean, if he's just, these guys were on his payroll, like one of those guys was his manager for sure. a period of time, yeah. right? right. Um, and he's paying them a salary, yeah. and that guy takes that money and buys drugs and guns, and I don't know if that's but the case. Also, but it's there, not but his there, responsibility legally unless but, he knew. But let's be 100% you know, honest about this. There was, there's also was a pattern, especially in the, in the so-called golden age of hip-hop, mm. where artists and artists would start to bubble up, would start to get attention, would start to become popular, and then the, the guys who ran the streets in his particular yeah. hood would come around and go, listen, this guy's your manager, yeah. I'm your road manager, you gotta put these five people on the payroll, and while they're touring, they're dealing drugs or doing what, doing whatever they're gonna do. So a lot of people thought that might be some kind, you know, like a version of that going on here. Is that possible? I mean, it's anything's possible at this point. Right. Um, Based on the, the U.S. Attorney's press release, yeah. that doesn't seem probable to me. Um, they put themselves out on a limb, the United States Attorney, right. with that detailed press release. I don't think they're thinking this guy was just associating with these people. Right. They claim he was actually a participant. Um, they actually claim they have video surveillance of him being a participant in one of the shootings. Right. I think the one on 8th Avenue. So they're not claiming he was just hanging around with some bad dudes who then, you know, maybe even if they used his name to, to get in 
open certain doors, you know, they commit some really bad so acts. They can, so, the, so the, they can't, the prosecutors can't just say, oh, well, you know these guys, or you you take trips with these guys, or whatever. You have to actually, oh, like, no, no, no. Wh that's why they showed us yeah, the gun that was yeah. allegedly found in his apartment. Correct. The backpack that was allegedly stolen in the robbery that there were other pictures for. And Yeah, it's not, it's not, there is no guilt by association in this right. country. I mean, there has to be some what they call mens rea, criminal intent in your, in your yeah. head. There has to be something where you're participating, not just hanging out with bad guys. You don't get to spend the rest of your life in jail because your friends are not good guys. So, so Black Rose, when you look at when you look at Takashi, how he's moving, I don't want you to break okay. your code, <laughs> no, but do no, you look no. at him and, and think like, okay. okay, you know, this is a cat, this is a guy that you know could be a lot more, a lot more knowledgeable. Let's let's put it in a nice okay. way, knowledgeable okay. about street okay. life so, so and the whole street it. culture than so we would assume. I look at it from. Not from the surface level. I look at it from a, a deeper level. I look at 6ix9ine as a response to a condition that he was living in. I don't look at him as a, as a, to, to be a criminal. I look at it as survival. So the, do I do, okay, I, I, know, I know guys who are in groups who hang out, who, who bang together, who, you know, who, who do, you know, who, whatever. But are these men bad men? No, I, I, don't, I don't think he should be facing... Life in prison for 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 for, for, for what they're saying he, he's doing. I don't but, think. But he, when you talk about survival, when you talk about yeah. survival, he's he's already a multimillionaire, right? Yeah. So many from the uh, he's made yeah. at least ma made on paper yeah. Yeah. millions of dollars. So people but, can understand but, that but, if you have got but nothing made, going on. Okay. But. Okay. So now, what created him? The, okay, the demand created him. He was just living up to. These, this was reinforcing that behavior. He's getting two two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a a show. You guys are re the systems are reinforcing this behavior. Now you want to hang this guy for being a gangster. All right, when great. You guys, when you guys were, were that's funding. A, that's an excellent funding. point. You know what? You raise yeah. that. You raise black black yeah. rose. You raise an excellent point. This has always been a criticism of hip hop from day one, which is that glamorizes the gangster lifestyle, and that instead of being rewarded for good behavior. When you're the really bad boy or the really bad guy, you can. That's great for your image. What do you think about that, Joe? Well, I think that there's a line, and you gotta, you know, have a half a brain in your head and understand that, <laughs> you, you know, you want to sell a lot of records, but if it means shooting someone with an, you know, yeah. 8K47 to sell some records, yeah. you're a moron. Yeah. One, that's not what society's yeah. about. That should not be what a role model is. Yeah. And, and, and then you wind up in a position like where you're facing life in prison. Yeah. Yeah. Do it like Jay did it. Do it like Meek did it. I mean, yeah. Jay was, you know, self-admitted. He was involved in some in the streets, serious yeah. crimes. Marcy. He was dealing yeah. drugs and whatnot. Yeah. But you know what? He had an opportunity. He turned his life around. He would never even look at a drug right yeah. now. I mean, he's someone who, yeah. you know, yeah, he, he could sing about it. He could talk yeah. about it because he lived it. Same with Meek. Meek was in a position, you know, because he lived in a place where he had no choice. No, right? Joe, you know, you know, you know I, he had no choice. And, and know, I, so, I But he then... then Use that to elevate himself to a different platform. And once he, and got, when he got there, there that life was house. over. Clean I mean, house over. with the, so, with the, so, It's still part of his being. Right. And, and he could sing about it and he could feel it, but he's not going to act it because yeah. then you destroy your right. life. Right. It's See, the old. 6'9 six, nine, six, nine is a child. This guy yeah, is talking about a baby. He's undeveloped. He's not mentally. He should be his lawyer. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. No way am I. Because I think the other part is. No, he's 22 years old. Uh, I, I, 22 is not a baby. And I think is, the issue I, I a lot of people have is this isn't his first offense, right? Right. Exactly. I think for a lot of people, the sex yeah. abuse charge, you know, he kind of got this sweetheart deal. You know, he did, you know, whatever probation. I, it was basically a slap I on went the wrist. Prison. I went into prison at 22 years old, 23 years old. Yeah. And I was convicted of, of, of a crime. But all my life, even now, there are structural problems that, that are in place. I got, when I got out of prison, January 15, 2018, 
the doors open up. I was handed a, a, a list of soup kitchens and a list of homeless shelters. I just did 10 years solitary confinement. The doors opened wow. up. I walked down into a pit, a pit hole, and fell. It just so happened that I had wings, that I was able to, to, to fly. Not everybody's able to fly. I'm a, I'm a different type of creature. But, but, but when I look at this, this young man at 22, and I think of what, we, what he will become, at my age, I, I kind of look, I kind of like, like, you know, he fell into a hole. He, you know, he was just being, being in the system that's in place were reinforcing this negative behavior. Yeah, see, I'm going to disagree because I think for me, I think once that sex abuse charge happened, it was very high profile. And, you know, he was in many ways able to beat it legally and also from a publicity standpoint. 100%. Um, you know, he's very well connected, had a very kind of well-known music manager within the industry in addition to some of the individuals who are no longer a part of his team. So he had commercial success. He was touting street success. He had the numbers. I mean, he gave Nicki Minaj a hit record with Fifi. He was literally everywhere and very much, I think, poised to have this redemption. And that was kind of the chapter a lot of us, yeah. as you were saying, Black Rose, were looking forward to. Right. And then I think, you know, you just keep seeing negative energy over and over and over. And I think at what point do we say the one constant seems to be 6-9, right? So many different things happen. He's the one consistent issue. So I think it's hard for many people who do want to take him yeah. aside like a little brother and kind of school him. I mean, if he's going to just never learn, at what point do we say he has to kind of learn on his own? Yeah. Right. And, and and there was a, there was a sense at that point, yeah. I think we're, a lot of people were hoping that... Even okay, like Fat Joe pulled him aside during an interview yeah. with Tidal. And basically, it, it's kind of insane how he almost psychically predicted what would you took on my life imprisonment. I, I yeah. don't. I don't know if you. I don't know if you ever did time before. I did. No. I just did ten years. I've been out for, for less than twenty six weeks. I did f over five million minutes in solitary confinement. We're talking about thirty years. Thirty years is a long t a person's life. No, so it definitely is. The black Black Rose, yeah. come close to Mike, oh, and we're going to take a short. No, no, it's all right. Excuse me, we're good. Just uh, I want everybody to hear what you okay, have to I'm say, sorry. but we need to. We do need to take a short break. Okay. Let's pick up on that point. Yeah. What that looks like when you you hear that yeah. sentence, and yeah. you know what that felt like, yeah. and and what it feels like when you're you know one minute you're touring the country and you're the hottest thing, and you're out there, and everybody's trying to get with you, and you know, girls left and right, and everything, yeah. and. And then all of a sudden you're behind bars and you can't yeah. do anything. I want to I find okay. out from you about that when okay. we come back. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be right back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Salute. This is General Steele from Smith & Wesson. And right now you're listening to Street Soldiers with your girl, Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people. Only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about the Takashi 6ix9ine case. Is it real crime or is hip-hop on trial? Joining me for this conversation, Black Rose. He's a reality TV star on BET's Hustle in Brooklyn. He's also the CEO of Black Cartel Record Label, and he was formerly incarcerated, been home less than a year. Black Rose, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. Also joining us is Somia Krishnamurthy. She's a music journalist. She's written for many of the major outlets like Billboard and Double XL. Interviewed some of the biggest names in the business. Somia, great to have you with us. Great to be here. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Joe Takapina. He's a criminal defense attorney. He represents many hip-hop stars, including Jay-Z and Meek Mill. He's also a former prosecutor. Joe, when you look at what the options are, if you were defending 6-9, what would your strategy be? Well, From I, what we know publicly, because there's yeah, a lot we don't know. Yeah, I was just going to say, I can't form a strategy without knowing the case, right, and speaking to the right. client. I've never but spoken to him, and I don't, 
you know, look. As, as a legal commentator and legal expert, what, what do you see from on the outside? From the outside looking in, someone said it before, it looks like he's going down the, the path of cooperation, um, becoming a government witness. That's what it looks like from the outside looking in. I mean, the prosecutor said that there were death threats against him by other co-defendants, by members of his sect. Um, his lawyer said he didn't know these guys till just last year, so he's not part of them. He went on the radio, said something along those lines, like, hey, just because, you know, you, you hang with right. people doesn't mean you're part of them. Exactly. He sort of basically told, you know, alienated them from him. So now, then he was put in initially in Bureau of Prisons custody in, in, in a sort of a, a protective custody Special inside place. there. Special yeah. place. And then he was moved out of Bureau of Prisons custody altogether. Right. And held in a place where j- traditionally and historically cooperators are held. Does it mean he's cooperating? No. Does it mean he's going to cooperate? But no. Let, but let me but ask you outside this. looking in, it looks that way. But and if me, the evidence is strong against him, I mean strong, if they have lock-solid evidence where there's video, video. and there's audio. And they have and the geo. We didn't even talk and, about and, that. And, they have and, all the geo-positioning stuff. And he's facing stuff life because in prison, and he can't get out of life in prison. Yeah. I predict he's going down the road of yeah. being a cooperating witness. So, so yeah. basically, to, basically to do that, would he still do time? You think, even if he cooperates, it, it, that that's not to be determined now. That what happens is you plead guilty to certain offenses, um, which has a guideline range in federal court, which could be you know life to <coughs> whatever, but you plead guilty to a guideline range. The government then, at the time of your sentencing, when the rest of the case is over, will write a great letter to the judge saying how amazing you've been. You've given substantial assistance to authorities. It allows the judge to, to depart out of the guideline range and give a very reduced sentence, um, you know, which could be anything from, you know, years in jail to, you know, time served. Yeah. Um, so, Somi, do you feel that hip-hop fans that hip-hop fans and just the culture and the industry, too, enable bad behavior? Because he did, even as a juvenile, it's, they're sealed records, but he had, he had a number of problems even when he was a juvenile. That they just say, hey, as long as you're making music we like, as long as we like you, what you do, you know, there's very few things you can actually do that get people upset and say, I'm not buying their music anymore. Do you feel that way? I think we definitely have kind of the outlaw culture, and it isn't just hip-hop, right? I think it's American culture kind of going back to, you know, like uh, the mafia and Al Capone. Like we have this sort of fascination with the bad boys and, you know, the rebel. And that's always just something that's part of, I think, American culture. But definitely in hip hop, we have kind of the gangster mentality and identity. And I think we're very selective in our outrage, like certain charges. We love them. You know, you sold drugs. Check. That probably is going to help you sell some records. Right. But, you know, sex abuse against a minor and eh, makes people <laughs> a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. But even then, I think in the era of kind of Me Too and Time's Up, we're seeing the way that hip hop is dealing with or more more so not dealing with um, issues with violence against women, violence against, you know, children. They're viewed through a different lens. And I think that's kind of the issue is certain bad behavior. I think all of us collectively co-sign or we kind of look the other way, but other stuff makes us feel kind of icky and we don't like it. I think Somi will tell, I mean, Somi will be the one to answer this, but I think that if he turns out to be a cooperating witness and cooperates with the prosecution against the other members of that, that gang, I think that basically ends his career as a yeah. hip-hop artist. Yeah. I think because it's pretty done. That's not gangster. <laughs> right? That's I mean, Rick Ross right. was going about well, that on Meek's the, album. But also when Rick went through back in the, yeah. you know, with the thing Absolutely. about him being a CO and right. and all of that that type of stuff that could end. But, uh, Black Rose, in, yeah. in, in terms of, just give us an idea, though, because Takashi okay. went from being, you know, running around all over the place and performing and doing whatever else he was doing. And then now he's, you know, he's behind bars. What does that feel like when you're you're a free man and then all of a sudden... You realize you uh, have no control over what's going on. Takashi is Help in for the ride that. of his life. He's definitely in for the ride of his life. 
me and myself, I, I spent ten, over 10 years in solitary confinement. So during that, during that time, something that happens to the mind, like if you're not strong, if you don't have a certain mindset at the, at the, at the onset of the day, like once, once you wake out of bed, then you're going to be destroyed. The heaviness of that situation requires for you to, to be mentally strong. If not, it's going to destroy you. Right. you know, so, 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 6'9", he, 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 he'll have to find with him himself, you know what I mean, some inner strength. <coughs> to to deal with it, even if it's a couple, it. even if it's like a year or two. Joe, how long does it, like in terms of timeline, like time trajectory, how long does, before we see like the next development? Because they, they said they're going to make a bail application, but now that's kind of like no way that's not going to happen. He's, he was denied bail, obviously. Yeah, he's not getting on he's bail. Get, he's right. not getting bail. He's not getting on bail. So he, what, he gets what on is, bail, you know what's happening there. Right. I mean, that's for yeah. sure. So what's um, he looking at in terms of, in, in terms of when he might reasonably be expected to be free. Free. Uh, or just out. He may never be free. Um, right. It depends on, again, how this case winds up with him, what he does. I mean, it really depends. If he yeah. fights the case and loses, he won't be free ever again. Um, if he fights the case um, and, and is acquitted, obviously he leaves immediately. And the trial is scheduled for a year from now. So he's in for a year no matter what. Right. Okay? Yeah. Um you know, of course, if he then decides to cooperate and works with the government, then after the case is over and he gets sentenced, he gets a letter. Um, who knows what he could be doing? A few years, a few days, he may go home that day. So there's a right now the range is from chow, goodbye, good night, game over, to maybe I'll see you in a year or so. Who knows? You, and we don't know. It's too early to tell. So I mean, in terms of his in terms of his career, he, you know, the same the same week the album drops, the album's soars to the top, and then this, the same week that he's in, fe in federal prison. How do you how do you balance that? How do fans balance that? Again, I think in hip hop, sometimes it adds to the lore, right? You look at someone like Tupac when, you know, he had a hit album when he was behind bars. Um, even someone like, you know, Biggie Smalls or XXX all had huge albums, you know, posthumously after they were violently killed. So I think sometimes it adds to the lore. But I think in this case, again, because the optics just are so negative, it seems like he could be cooperating. All of a sudden, his affiliation doesn't feel as strong as it was. You know, I don't foresee the industry kind of keeping their eye on him for much longer um, unless he does happen to come back and have this amazing kind of resurgence. I think the industry forgets. And I think one day you have a hit record and then the next day it's on to like the next, you know, the next signee, the next who's the hottest. And he just might be a cautionary tale that we point to, like, don't be like 6 9 Right. Yeah. And, 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 and basically, if you could catch yeah. any gun charge in Manhattan, it's going to be a big deal. Yeah. Right. So this is yeah, but this is not just a state gun charge. This yeah, is a federal. federal offense that includes assault rifles and weapons, but it's part of a racketeering charge, and yeah. that's where you know you're talking about some that, heavy, that's a heavy time. duty time. Yeah, heavy duty time. Heavy Life duty. comes at you fast. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Black Rose, just real quick, in in okay. terms of the the code of the streets. Yeah. How how are people who cooperate with the feds looked at? Well, how they looked at? I mean, they they dealt with. It's more of a, you know, it's more of a. You know, they get theirs. Yeah, yeah. They get taken care of. Not that I've ever been affiliated with anything that. As, as Black Rose's lawyer, he's not saying that yeah, he I'm would kill saying, anybody yeah, or saying. is condoning anyone he getting has killed. Heard stories yeah. where that I'm has just happened. correcting the record for Black Rose, my friend. He's not saying that. He just heard that that's what happens to yeah, people. Yeah, that's, that's that's what happens. You know I me. Mean? But then yeah. the question is, would he be safer 
behind bars, like is cooperating. Right. Maybe he'll be free kind of on paper, but yeah. for the rest of his life, he's looking over his shoulder. Would he have I to go know. into witness protection? He doesn't. No one has to go into witness protection program. And by the way, and how could he's he? not going to be an easy one to put in the witness protection program. Some dude walking around with a six nine in his face. No, my name is Bill Smith. I just happen to have a six nine in my face. Yo. I mean, yeah, I, my favorite number is sixty nine. Um, you know, so I mean, no, well, he's not a great candidate for witness yeah. protection program. Tattoo removal, you know, they can change a lot. Yeah. But um, all right. So, so, so me, just final final word on his his career and how the industry, like, what's your vibe on how people are feeling about him right now? I mean, I think right now it's very divided. You have some people who are still very much hoping that he makes it through and that this is just kind of a teaching moment and they really do see talent in him. And again, for whatever it's worth, he has the numbers this week and he put out a very strong commercial record. And then others have kind of, you know, wiped their hands clean. Like, look, we've given this kid so many chances. He's facing very serious charges. And, you know, it's kind of like the life you live catches up to you. So I think right now it's very divided. We're just kind of sitting back, seeing what happens but I think more than anything for other artists it really is a cautionary tale of you can be on top of the world one day and then the next yeah. day it kind of all comes crashing down all right I want to thank you all for being with us for this episode of Street Soldiers Black Rose we okay. appreciate it um Somia Christian Murthy great to have you thank you so much and Joe Takapina great to have you on Street right. Soldiers sorry I got all dressed up for you guys we appreciate I didn't know this was on camera by the way I thought it was a radio interview we, we, we appreciate it and remember use your mind it's your best weapon I hope it's your only weapon I'm Lisa Evers let's push for peace